Howdy, howdy. Howdy. And welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe the paranormal. By that, I mean aliens, usually, but sometimes other things. My name is Kevin the Grey and sitting across from me as always is Granville Moonwalker. So let's just double check what we probe here. Aliens? Probe. Ghosts? Probe. Demons? Probe. Bigfoot? Probe. Frogs? Probe. We stick our probes in everything. Today, however, I have a little case that you may not want anything to do with, Granville. Are you ready for me to tell you a little story? Hmm. I'm... Yes. Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) Why the hesitation? I'm ready. It's not your birthday. I know. Your birthday. Right, so to start, I need a name. A good male name. Kevin. I'm going to go for Granville. I bet you are. But it's not you, Granville. Let's say for this segment that we are in West Virginia. And this is just a story. It's not based on anyone. The person is completely random. So Granville had a busy evening. I did. For the sake of argument, let's say that he'd been recording a worldwide podcast with his friend, who, by the way, was extremely handsome. Okay, this is definitely a story. Like, as Granville looked at his friend whilst they recorded the podcast, Granville was so taken with the handsome aura surrounding the friend that Granville actually debated his own sexuality. I never debate it. Granville found himself thinking back to all the times he had spoken spoken Spoken. about trading the friend's balls and begun wondering, was there more to Granville's casual desire to touch his friend's balls? But alas, the recording of said podcast was soon over. It was Friday night, late on Friday night. Granville left his friends at just past midnight and walked down the isolated street towards his car. Are you reading the future? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just for reference, we are recording on a Friday night and I probably will be leaving just after midnight. (laughs) And the street towards my car is isolated. But this is just fictional, remember? You got something to tell me, you alien. The surrounding streetlights switched off with every step Granville made. As Granville walked along the road, Granville thought he could hear footsteps that were not his own. It was then that Granville noticed the outline of a figure on the other side of the mesh fence lining the street. Granville was sure it was nothing, but he began to speed up. As Granville sped up, so too did the figure through the fence. Granville could make out that the figure was tall and dressed in black. Tall. Really tall. The figure was easily above six foot, but Granville thought to himself that there's a chance he could even be seven feet tall. Tall and getting closer. So close now. Now? (laughs) So close now that Granville could make out the figure's details, well, some of them. It was a man, a man with an oppressive tan. 
tall with small eyes that seemed unusually far apart. But as Granville looked at the face, he could not make out a nose or ears, just a mouth. A mouth which Granville noticed was grinning, showing a row of teeth quite literally from ear to ear. It was at this point that Granville realised that he shouldn't be able to make out the man's details from the distance he was at. Granville looked down and realised that there was a pair of feet right in front of him. Granville followed the feet up slowly with his eyes and sure enough this grinning man was standing directly opposite Granville less than a metre away. The man reached out. Granville turned and began running. Granville ran and ran fast towards his car. So fast that Granville thought that he must be away. Granville's car was now in touching distance. Key in hand, Granville opened the car hastily but he did not fumble. He slotted the key straight in and got inside before locking the doors. Granville was safe. Just as Granville thought this, he felt a light tap on his shoulder. Granville glanced in his car wing mirror and saw that same large grin reflecting back at him from the back seats of his car. We're gonna leave that story there. I'll let you decide how it ended. In fact, listeners, if you'd like to end the story making sure that you mention how Granville absolutely <laughs> shat his pants before succumbing to the grinning man, tag us on the Twitter. <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> Why, okay, sir? This um, is all fictional. So, first things first. I, I just chose any name. Yeah, of course you did. First things first. I would not get into my car. I would just keep running. <laughs> That's it. I would just try and run as fast as I could. I would probably circle the block, come back, put my foot through your security door downstairs and just <laughs> leg it up the stairs rather than take the lift. Because knowing my luck, the lift will break down at that point. Wait, you're coming back to me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're bringing the demon here. It would be the safest place. If I go down, I'm taking you with me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, I wouldn't get in my car. Because it takes time. You've got to unlock it, get in, put the key in, start it. By that point, you literally is there. It's already yeah. done. Fucked me up. I hear you, but this is fictional. And this could have been anyone called Granville. Who's recording the podcast? Okay, if this is fictional, then Granville sprouts wings and flies away. Fictional, but based in reality. Sprouts wings and flies away. See, this Granville is um, too big and muscular to fly. He goes to the gym. He actually works in a gym as well. And he personal trains people on the side. It's actually the other way around. Well, this fictional character does it the <laughs> other way around. <laughs> We don't, who minds about the details? We're all friends here. So this fictional Granville. Yes. I say he fights it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent choice, sir. Excellent choice. So yeah, Granville saw his pants and lost the fight. <laughs> As this is probably not the story and you just being a prick. If anyone would still like Kev's balls, really? I would trade them for... A car. Really? Specific car. Obsessed with my balls, 1967 sir. 1967 Chevy GT. 
Shelby GT. We've yet to receive an offer on my ball, surprisingly. It's not really surprising, is it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know why you keep offering. Well, just in case there's any takers out there. Maybe we should offer your balls. Nah, that's fine. So there are actually an awful lot of sightings of this grinning man, but I'm going to take you back to the first known modern sighting to begin with, and as we work through his history, maybe we'll figure out what he is. I say first modern because, as you'll see, this man could have been around longer than we realise. It was October the 16th, 1966. Two boys, Martin Mouse Monov, <laughs> Martin Mouse Monov, and Jimmy Yanchitis were walking along 4th Street in New Jersey. Great, now I've got a bloody image of Mickey Mouse in my head again <laughs> with his bloody guns. Oh, gosh, I need to get over that. So out of nowhere, they saw an unusual figure. <laughs> they saw an unusual figure standing near a fence before them. As Mouse and Jimmy moved closer... <laughs> <laughs> they realised that the figure was a huge, bald man wearing what appeared to be a metal suit, green in colour, which is what caught their eye. Not only did that catch their attention, however, for the man was staring at the boys with a huge grin. Suddenly, the man ran towards the boys. Mouse and Jimmy ran and ran and ran. It's believed that they got away because they told this story. Why did he start chasing them? We don't know. Did they catch him in the act? Was he doing something? And he was like, shit, witnesses. <laughs> there is no information out there other than what I've just relayed to you. So this they could be a, bullshit. They see a strange man with massive, unusual grin on his face, and then he suddenly just charges at them. How old were these boys? Kid-aged. So this could just be kids making up a story? If it was an isolated event. <laughs> so this is kids <laughs> making up a story. No, it's not. And then it just being passed down into folklore. Nay. <laughs> to be fair, if you were a kid and you were chased by a man, that's not unusual necessarily, is it? <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> like if you came home and told your mum that a man had chased you. I'd probably get asked what I was doing. Yeah, but it's not beyond the realms of... To chase you for no reason? I suppose yeah. he might be a little bit... Maybe, barmy. maybe. Yeah, okay. Metal Suit Man. Metal Mario chases him down the road. Or Metal Luigi, because he's green. It's worth noting that UFO sightings had been noted in the area around the time of this first sighting. Meanwhile, another feature Mouse and Jimmy noticed was that the grinning man did not appear to have ears. Ooh, spearhead. I've got you a little mock-up here of the closest thing I can think of to this grinning bastard. Check out this image, please, sir, which I'll post on our Instagram. Is it like a Cheshire Cat mock-up? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Okay. I would freak out, son. <laughs> I would shit my pants yeah. if these came up to me. Um, so in front of me, I have the gentleman yeah. from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
I believe the episode was called Hush. Yes, it was. And that's possibly one of the freakiest episodes they had. That was always my favourite episode, yeah. Um, so in front of me are four bald-headed men in black suits. You could say they look like men in black. What if these are the original men in black? <laughs> and they have just the biggest grins on their face. And in the Buffy series, they don't say a word. They and they, they take your voice so you can't scream. And I'm pretty sure they paralyze you as well, don't they? Didn't they use a box to paralyze? No, they use the box to take their screams. Yeah. Or to, to take their voice. And they... I'm thinking of something else here. I thought they were eating people. They were. I'm picturing something like with a scalpel and peeling skin. Really need to go back and watch Buffy. And Angel. I know what I'm picturing. I'm picturing this and season seven when Willow comes back and she's invisible and she gets paralysed by that thing that starts to peel her skin from her Mm. belly. That's what I'm picturing. It's a bit of a mix. But these are creepy bastards, and if I saw one of these, I'm legging it. Like, absolutely legging it. That's the best. And would probably shit my pants. You heard it. Granville admits to shit in his pants when he saw the gentleman earlier, in the back of his car. That definitely isn't going to happen tonight. going to keep checking my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting a message at like one in the morning. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I may just put some music on and just sing the rest of the way home. And as soon as my (laughs) voice goes, I know someone's in the back. Slam the brakes on and go through the windscreen. (laughs) Let's move on to the next sighting. On November the 2nd, 1966, same year, in West Virginia, which you may or may not remember is the same time and area in which the Mothman was seen, a chap named... Woodrow Derenberger was driving along Interstate 77, heading home sweet home, when he heard a crash. Now, I'll tell you that there is an interview out there of this sighting conducted by Glenn Wilson, but it's 30 minutes. I have no idea who Glenn Wilson is, but watching this interview, I did learn that Woodrow was a sewing machine salesman. Anyway... Woodrow explained that a car overtook him and behind this car was a strange craft which landed in front of Woodrow's vehicle. The craft slowed down in front of Woodrow's vehicle prior to stopping to ensure Woodrow slowed down too. This was all done at a gentle pace, almost friendly. The craft was old lamp-like in shape, with flames at both ends basically. Once they had all stopped moving, a grinning man got out of the vehicle and walked up to Woodrow's car. The man introduced himself, telepathically, as Indrid Cold and explained that he meant no harm. Woodrow unrolled his car window to chat. Cold was just curious about the human race, it turned out. Cold said that he was from the planet Lanulos in the Genomedes galaxy. You know where that is, of course? Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, same. Just take a left at the Zeta uh, Reticuli, are you there? Have you noticed how more a lot of these cases that we cover are in the same kind of era? Like, we don't get many that are modern. Either that or we're just not looking hard enough. 
Yeah, we definitely but. have covered some that are modern, and I'm definitely in the process of researching another one that's 2015. I retract that statement. <laughs> so Woodrow. I think, hold on, just rewind one second. I think more often than not, the more modern ones are quite serious in nature, and we like the silly ones. That's true. But having said that, we have covered, like, Robinick, for example, John Farm, which are in, the, like, the 90s, 2000s. Okay, I'll let you off. But then, I suppose, I was thinking more along the lines of... Think of the amount of times we've seen... Ships landing in, like, on motorways uh, okay. and being lamp-shaped and stuff like that. You hear a lot of that in the, like, 60s to 80s, but not... The UFO after. boom. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, just think of the amount of times we've seen Philip Schofield for modern ones. <laughs> oh. Philip! Anytime someone is banging an alien, Philip Schofield is there <laughs> in the cupboard. He loves it. Ah, so Indrid Cold. Yes, indeed. Quite a memorable name, um, isn't it? I suppose so. If Is this person the same person that was sighted by everyone else, or is it a species or that was cited good question good question because if it's one person why is he chasing little boys well they perceived him to be yeah yeah, they've perceived him to be a threat which you would if someone ran at you but if this is an alien they're not necessarily going to know our cultures and customs he might be running to get to them quickly to say hello and ask some questions and they've completely misconstrued that. I mean, yeah, he's not necessarily going to know that his face is scary. Yeah, massive grin up to his ears. Oh, yeah, okay. Fair dues. So we stopped to say hello. What did they chat about? We might cover that in a second. Yeah. Oh, hold. <laughs> Lanyamos, Lanyulos, in the Ganymedes galaxy, is 14.6 light years from Earth, apparently. It's in the Ganymede galaxy of stars, also, apparently. And I was going to say that there's no such thing, but... How the shit do we know? This could well be a place we don't yet know about. Ganymede is one of Jupiter's moons, of course, the biggest in the solar system, discovered by Galileo in 1610, but that could just be a coincidence. Cold explained to Woodrow that humans could space travel in the past before forgetting this technology. Humans themselves had actually settled Lanulos, an Earth-like planet, so Lanulosians can pass for human for this reason when they visit. Cold's people are very religious and believe in one God, the creator of all that is good. I won't go over all the facts, as there are a lot, an awful lot. Like we could just do an episode on what Cold said, but essentially, Lanulosians are peaceful, they have a government, and they don't wear clothes. That's right. Nakey, nakey, shake that snakey. So if... These beings believe in a god that is the creator of all good. Yes. How do they explain bad in the universe? Well, just because one god creates all that's good. But they only believe in one, so they wouldn't believe the other one exists. Doesn't mean that that god doesn't create people with free will to do bad. But if it's the creator of all that is good, it is also the creator of things that are bad. Well, maybe they missed that bit off his name. <laughs> <laughs> quite a long, it's quite a mouthful, isn't it? We believe in the creator of all that is good, and also all that is bad, and also all that is in the middle, and slash puppies. Could just cut that and say we just believe in one God. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, like, they like to talk. 
So wouldn't they go for the long option? Well, maybe they did. I just didn't want to put it all in the bloody research notes and make it boring. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Uh, so there was an awful lot of that conversation and it wasn't all interesting oh so it's just hi how are you and so what do you do blah 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 blah. so does he this Woodrow character Mm -hmm. you know trustworthy Woodrow did he find out any juicy information about Indrid Cold I've got more no like why is he actually there is he just here because he's curious I've got Are more. Are they down to settle? <laughs> Are oh. they taking people back to experiment on? We're curious, so we've come down to talk to you yeah. before we take you away and do experiments on you. So I'm going to turn inside. a hard left on the next segment, just to warn you. <laughs> Is this a hard left down bullshit avenue? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. There's so much more information on Lanyulos, people. I go Whilst I may touch on a little bit of it later, honestly, I feel like that part of the story is just some bloke trying to make a name off the other. More believable stuff, or a bloke having a bit of a trip. It was the 60s. Woodrow, Woodstock... Woodrow says that the last thing Ingrid said to him was that We'll be seeing you again. Woodrow goes on to say that he did see Ingrid again. He visited Venus and that the people there are nudists Uh, too. Here we go. They're all nakey nakey, shake that snakey. Now, I know we may have sky aliens on Venus, but I just don't think that humans, in essence, are running around nude on the 465 degree Celsius surface of Venus. But interestingly, on the witness side of things, passers-by on the road did report seeing Woodrow speaking with a strange man at the time Woodrow claimed. There was also a town-wide power outage at the exact same time. Anyhow, there is a third sighting I'd like to move on to next. Before we move on, I have a question. Yeah, and I'm probably not going to be able to defend it. No, you're really not. So, Indrid Cold is from Lanulos. Yes. In the Ganymedes? Ganymedes, yep. Why are they on Venus? They get around... Get around, get around, get around. Why, why do all these stories Shh. take people to <laughs> Venus? <laughs> Venus, the only other planet people have heard about. Come on, sing along. No. Get around, get around. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I feel like you're picking holes at things where there doesn't need to be holes. <laughs> Fine. Really? You let me have that? Yes. I do think Woodrow probably may have got a tiny bit carried away. So let's move on to Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Ooh. Ooh. Mothman! The Lily family, or Scarberry, or Scarberry family. Scarberry. 
C. There are some conflicting reports on the surname, as all the many accounts seem to have gotten mixed together and also combined with tales of the Mothman. Mothman! The family, regardless, were experiencing what they believed to be poltergeist activity. Lots of strange lights and sounds, kind of like Fred back in episode 18. <laughs> the family's daughter, Linda, was awoken one night to find, no, she wasn't pulled around by her hair, but this is possibly just as bad. Linda awoke to find a grinning man leaning over her bed. Oh, I, that's gotta be, that's gotta be worse. <laughs> Linda screamed and hid under the covers. When she looked back out, old Indrid Cold had disappeared. Oh my God, oh, that's horrendous. It, it reminds me of that scene from um, The Grudge and not the shitty remake, the original. Wah. That's the one. Um, there's a scene where she's asleep in the bed and she lit she kind of looks up and that ghost is just over her. Yeah. It's like, F that noise. And then she starts crawling out of the TV. I would. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> I think I would actually shit my pants if I woke up and there was someone looking over me. Alright, I'm thinking about this logically. And I would if probably punch out in reaction. Your choices are you get pulled around by an invisible entity or you have a grinning man over your bed as you wake. I think I would rather have the grinning man just because I know I can probably fight it. How many times does that happen? Every night. I don't um, think it matters how many times. No, I, I think if it happened once with being pulled out of bed, I would it would be horrendous. But at the same time, waking up, you'd see that face in your dreams every... I don't know if I'd be able to go back to sleep. Yeah. Just a grinning man over you every time you are. Like, oh. like the gentleman. I suppose if... Oh, yeah. If nothing happens, like, it's just there grinning, you could essentially get used to it enough that when you wake up, you keep your eyes closed, you turn, roll out of bed, stand up, and then just go about your day. Like, it's only there if you open your eyes first thing and look up. If that's the case, I'll Walking around with your closed eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Never open them again. Yeah, but it's not there once you open your eyes. Yeah. It's literally just Have wake up. Have you seen The Haunting of Hill House? No. Ah, uh, you should watch that. And then we can discuss The Bent Neck Lady Ooh. off air because we don't want to spoil it. Okay. I'll try and get it watched soon. So you may have figured out at this point, considering the name of the podcast, that the most popular theory out there suggests that Indrid Cold is an alien. Wherever Cold appears, there has usually been a series of UFO sightings just before. Woodrow suggests, obviously, that the Grinning Men are actually a species of aliens, rather than just one chap. But that third sighting I've just dropped in your ears does suggest that Poltergeist may be another explanation, doesn't it? Let's shelf that just for a moment. I've got to show you two actual mock-ups of Indrid Cold. Here we go. Imagine waking up to this bloke. Before we do, right? what if... I hate the fact that I keep saying what if like this is real. Yeah. Um. So is. if Indrid Cold is an alien, but just yep. has the ability to like 
go in corporeal form yeah and just go through walls so he behaves like a ghost but he's not actually a ghost yeah. it's just what we perceive a ghost to be right but he's still just an alien and not a portal ghost <laughs> and i'm now gonna look at these pictures so he's like an interdimensional <laughs> bitch <laughs> <laughs> okay so i have two pictures in front of me you do one just looks like a gentleman that's really happy to be honest um, <laughs> he's just got nailed they're hand drawn and his hair's slicked back it's dark kind of almost mobster style yeah he's got a checkered shirt on with a tie and a suit and just looks like he's smiling like super happy that is a slightly unusually big grin though isn't it it comes up quite high uh, I think I've seen some like people with a grin like that before though. see you've seen that, him before he's after it's you it's not that unusual now the other picture pretty much looks like Joker from the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I was debating which Joker to go for in my head. That's probably a good call. Without the so his hair's it's either that one back. or the Joker from Tim Burton's first Batman without the makeup. I'll tell you what he does remind me of. If you mixed um Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs with Jared Leto's yeah. Joker. <laughs> Yeah. That is what we're looking at right there. That's a that's a horror concoction there. <laughs> I don't think he has any lips in this second one. Somehow I didn't notice that when I was putting this together. Like they've been you know, cut off and that looks creepier. And now that I look at the other one, he looks like he's half missing a top lip. No, that just looks stretched. Slash missing. <laughs> Let's get back on the serious track here. Around Point Pleasant, in November 1966 onwards, there are several accounts of families settling down for dinner, for example, looking outside and seeing red eyes hovering in their barn doorway. The German shepherd dog goes out barking and... disappears. When the family went to investigate, there were paw prints going round in a circle but not leading anywhere. It could have been a prowler, but red eyes? What happened to the dog? Bigfoot. Bigfoot then snatched him up. Where are Bigfoot's footprints? Got the dog's footprints. Light on Got his red feet. eyes. <laughs> Bigfoot is light on his <laughs> massive feet. <laughs> so Bigfoot it's is like really brittle and <laughs> he lacks density. Been training in the woods for years. That's why learn, you never see him. Learn how to snatch dogs. <laughs> Bigfoot is a ninja. Food. <laughs> you ever heard Bigfoot roar? I expected a Wookiee <laughs> roar then. No, he's quiet. Ninja. Obviously, we've mentioned poltergeist activity. You've seen the movie Poltergeist, right? Remember the preacher man, Reverend Kane from Poltergeist 2. What if Indrid is the physical apparition of the poltergeist? Think about it. These families see inexplicable things. They see lights. They hear sounds. Then a man appears and gets to know them. Indrid may be looking for the right soul to suck. He's always smiling, isn't that odd? Maybe he's just eaten. He's full and happy. <laughs> Do you sit there <laughs> smiling continually when you've just eaten? I've had a really good meal. <laughs> you just sit on the sofa all night with a big cheesy grin on your face. If I've had a steak from the forge. Oh, yes. I miss restaurants. 
Many ancient Greek sculptures consist of figures with the archaic smile. The smiling figure, or sonrientes in Spanish, is another ancient style of sculpture or figure carved in slightly more modern ancient times around the 7th century, although these folks are nude from the waist down. Who were these smiling men? You've heard of ancient astronaut theory. What if these smiling people, aliens if you will, have been visiting humanity for millennia and have been documented in our culture right beneath our noses? Even the Egyptian Sphinx is smiling. A slight flaw in this theory is that it may be easier to carve a smile than a standard closed mouth, and smiles are attractive, but nope, aliens. Ah, so you've got some pictures there. I've given you a few examples yeah. of what I've just referenced, yeah. Like ancient carvings. And yes, they are all smiling. I suppose it wouldn't be easier to carve a smile rather than just I'm a standard face. I'm not a carver myself. There's more to do, though. But... I got that from a carving website. What the? That it's easier to do smiles. Yeah. That's odd. I, yeah. I Maybe suppose, it's hard to get the natural. Yeah. Because it may look like a frown. You never know. It just you can't tell anything from that face, and it may construe the wrong message. So yeah, maybe that is why they do smiles. Or maybe they're aliens. <laughs> they're Indrid Colds. The Indrids. What up, Indrid? Just touching back on Woodrow briefly. Don't want to. <laughs> he did, unfortunately, release a book in 1971. <sighs> yes, he did. Co-authored yes, he did. by Andrew Colvin. But slightly more positively, Woodrow underwent psychological testing and reportedly came out as a genuine bloke. How can you tell that? <laughs> That's some kind of psychological test, isn't it? Woodrow, believe it or not, was actually considered far more reliable than George Adamski, whom we probed previously. <laughs> I mean, just because you're more reliable than, than George someone who's Adamski, full of shit yeah, doesn't mean that you're any less full of shit. If Adamski was number 10, you could be number 9 on the full of shit scale. So, are you querying at this point whether Woodrow is a good man? No. <laughs> Good, because he's reliable. Is he trustworthy? You tell me. Passed the psychological test. I'd also like to add that Woodrow, or Woody, has passed away, and his daughter, whom lives in a care home due to complications from a medical condition, has released a book about her family, which also maintains the genuineness of Woody's account. But how does she know it's genuine? She grew up Unless with it. she saw it herself. Well, you can grow up with a family member and know it whether they're trustworthy you a or not. Story, and you can believe that story all your life, but it could still just be bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you're making me think off topic here, but you make a good point. <laughs> so, my I can't remember if I've told this story before or not, but my dad's uncle had a dog, and it used to be able to talk. <laughs> now, you can see these, like, not full sentences. But it used to be able to say, want one? Like, want one. And I can't remember, like, whenever he'd have like a cup of tea or a beer or something, it would sit beside him and just go, want one. And all my family believes this to this day. And you do see dogs that can do similar things like on YouTube and whatnot and in talent shows. 
but I've never really known as an adult whether that was true because everyone <laughs> maintains to this day that it is. That it is. And like all my sisters are like completely convinced by it and whatnot. But I've just got that slight twinkle and a doubt where we just having the wool pulled over our eyes as kids yep. and everyone's maintained it to this day. <laughs> but it's weird that even to this day everyone still like believes it. <laughs> And I can't remember, because I was very young at the time, whether I've been in a room alone with a dog and heard it do it. It was only when um, my uncle, and it's the same uncle who knows the guy from Rendlesham, by the way. Okay. But only when he had food, and it only ever happened then, which actually makes it more believable, doesn't it? It does. So yeah, I get where you're coming from there. But I can also maintain the uh, illusion. Oh, won't you get him to do it now? Oh, it only happens when he's passed away and at the dog in anyway. circumstances. I know, but I mean, that's yeah, yeah. what could be argued. It was only ever when he wanted one. What <laughs> one? <laughs> Woody actually started disappearing for days or weeks at a time after the Indrid cold visit and would at times return saying that he'd been with Indrid. But at other times, Woody would have no recollection as to what happened. Perfect excuse for him to go and play away. Oh. Dirty Woody. And his dirty Went Woody. <laughs> Woody became a heavy drinker for many years after these events. He moved jobs and had marital trouble until he eventually made peace with his circumstances in his later years. The mum too struggled with this for years, obviously. The mum also said that at times, Woody would just know things like what she had brought at the shop the moment she returned home before he could even have looked. Was this a case of mental health, or did Woody pick up some alien powers? Did he sneakily just look at the shopping list before she went out? <laughs> Who says she went for the shopping list? Or he just looked in the fridge at what was missing. Ah, we seem to be out of milk, we're out of butter, we're out of bread. <laughs> Comes back. Oh, did you get that milk, butter and bread? <laughs> oh my god, how did you know what I got? Well, see... <laughs> There's alien powers, see? <laughs> I got alien powers, guy. What's that in the other bag? A newspaper? Ha! <laughs> oh, for me? <laughs> Looking at theories now, if you Google Indrid Cold, one of the first things that comes up is the Mothman, whom you covered previously, Granville. It's believed that Indrid Cold may in fact be the Mothman. They are two sides of the same coin. So is the Smiley Man his kind of human form yeah basically there are sightings out there of him dressed in black and whatnot but with wings on his back and in some he flies away there's also confusion over whether for example the graveyard mothman sighting may actually be indrid where the five people ran away mm. gangsters in the mothman prophecies movie they too suggest that Indrid Cold is the Mothman. Indrid starts phoning Richard Gere and knows things he shouldn't. It's the best bit of the movie. We should go back and watch that again, actually, because I've not we seen said that, that for, last yeah. time. And still haven't watched it. <laughs> One day. Who <laughs> will do a sleepover? <laughs> I just made that a lot creepier, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> But yeah, Indrid. The, the Mothman or Indrid Cold <laughs> appears around times of tragedies and as we said You seem to smile a lot Popped up <laughs> at the exact same time in the exact same place as the Mothman It's unclear whether Indrid warns people or causes them harm or causes mass catastrophes But the idea is that Indrid is a shapeshifter or light and dark One side of him can't exist without the other 
So you want to come on a sleepover? <laughs> oh, so I you, got chocolate. You've included two pictures of Indrid Cold. Indrid Moth, yeah. Yeah, one's in Mothman form. Yeah, huh? It's a pretty decent picture, whoever drew that. Um, Do you know, I'd love to start crediting some of the artists that we use these pictures from, but I always find them on like Pinterest and it's never listed. Yeah. And the second one is... Oh, that looks... So we have a guy who's just standing in jeans and a white vest with red Mothman eyes. Yeah. He's standing by a telephone and it looks... There's just a black silhouette of Mothman standing behind him. But the way it's done, it looks like that could be a shadow rather Mm. than Mothman standing with him. I'm pretty sure we said Mothman doesn't exist, so... <laughs> well, that's because Mothman can't exist without Indrid Cold, and you didn't cover Indrid Cold. That is true. <laughs> but Mothman doesn't exist. Without so Indrid. Indrid Cold doesn't exist. Because they're one and the same. It's Indrid Mothman Cold. Brother. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the case itself implies that Indrid is an alien more than anything... But one of the theories out there is that Indrid Cold is actually a man in black. Most likely an alien MIB, hence his unusual appearance. The chap shows up immediately after UFOs or UAPs have been sighted, and he asks questions to get to know people mainly, setting them off guard before finding out what they know. But then why does he run at people and appear in bedrooms? Woody did report for years to come that he was visited by people in black suits, asking him questions about what he'd seen. Ah, he's talking out of his ass. No, he didn't. You mentioned earlier on what if these are what the men in black are, didn't you? (laughs) Right near the start. (laughs) The original MIBs of the gentleman. Indeed. I suppose uh, it is possible that there's an interplanetary MIB. Indeed. Hmm. One final idea is that many of the sightings are, in fact, a man whom is mentally unwell. Imagine that. He chases two young boys. He appears in small girls' bedroom. That is bloody terrifying. Yep. I'd rather take the alien. Yeah. This man could have been roaming the streets of America completely undetected because people would rather get caught up in the paranormal. Meanwhile, Willie over here is in serious need of support before he really harms someone or himself. It's just taking a turn now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll move on, shall I? (laughs) Yeah. So it's time to summarise. We started with a quick tale about... It's an alien! (laughs) Tale about Granville being taken by the grinning man Indrid Cold. We then covered the first sighting of Cold in modern history by Mouse and Jimmy, who saw him smiling at them and pegged it. Then we covered Woodrow sighting in West Virginia. Woodrow had a chat with Indra Cold, witnessed by some passers-by, where we learned that humans from the past had settled on a planet called Lanulos, where everyone is nude. Then we covered the possible Coldgeist visit that turned out to be Indrid leaning over Little Linda's bed. We looked at a mock-up, or two, of Indrid, which looked like Joker from Batman. We covered red-eyed Prowler sightings and then moved on to theories including Mothman, Alien, Ancient Alien, Man in Black, and, well... A unwell man terrorising the towns. Is there anything you want to address before we conclude on this one? 
No. After you made that last statement, that one is what sticks in my head, and it could possibly be yeah. that one. You remember our first episode, Huggins, which is a great, great and enjoyable case, but it really took a dark turn right at the end. Yep. I feel like I've just done that again. Yeah, you have. But I didn't want to spend too much time on that, because it's quite a downer, isn't it? And it's not nice to think about. But it's quite possible that that is what happened, because, like you said... If he was mentally unwell and he saw the two kids and that made him happy, mm. he may have, like, ran. Yeah, yeah. It, oh, gosh. To be fair, it could be. Um, you know, sometimes when you see, when you watch a film and it has a character in it that is an adult but has the mind of a child. Yeah, yeah. It could be that. Mm. Like, doesn't know any better, sees kids and is like really happy that you see someone that he thinks he can play with and like runs I didn't mean it that way the way he just started looking at me um and he runs at them and then they get scared and run away and then like he may have snuck out the house at night or got scared and left and then saw the lights in someone else's Mm. house and then like snuck in or knew the girl and it was someone he had a crush on and then oh gosh but it's one of those things where it sounds absolutely horrific because he's an adult, but with the mind of a child... Well, you can't it's... hold someone accountable if they're unwell in that way. No. Oh, this is really has yes, taken yeah. a turn. Are you saying... It's not aliens. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is not aliens. Right, let me clarify, hold on. <laughs> I'm not asking you to say that Woody's story is true and that Cold was a time traveller and that time went in reverse while she was Cold on Earth, is not an alien. So he couldn't stay or he'd become too young to control his ship or anything like that. No, what I'm asking is whether all these different sightings of Indrid Cold are real. Do we have an alien visitor on our hands? I think that should move you from a no to a yes. No, 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 no. It's a no. I'm not saying it was aliens either. This one was most likely a case of a man with mental health difficulties and a poltergeist. (laughs) People who are scared or struggle with their health see Indrid Cold. At first, I thought Woody was untruthful, but after probing into his family more, and to be honest, this was after I thought I'd finished this episode, I changed my mind on him. There's no concrete evidence to say that aliens have been involved with this one, but to me, the evidence does point to mental health complexities and coincidences. Timing this event with so many MIB and Mothman stories going around led to the Grinning Man becoming associated with those tales, and again, because of the popularity, I think Woody got caught up in that too and began elaborating on the first sighting. But nah, not aliens. Anything else to add before we close? Uh, no. No, that was a. Uh, I was about to say that was pretty interesting until it turned dark at the end. Yeah. So that's today's show, people. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, probe us on the Twitter. On the Twitter! At But It Was Aliens. And on that note, thank you sincerely for listening to But It Was Aliens. If you're slightly unusual and want to hear more from us, check out our side probes over at patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens where we release monthly bonus episodes covering more widely paranormal cases which i absolutely love son oh good. sad probes sad probes we'll get up in your ears next week but until then granville how many maltesers can you fit in your arsehole 42 The truth is up there. 
hashtag The answer is always 42. Mm-hmm.